Um, I have the most atypical YouTuber house, <laughs> and it's super annoying because I got I moved in after the channel took off. So it looks like you're chosen. It does, yeah, but I just chose it because it's close to a Tesco. I'll have a, I'll have a nice brief uh, description for people listening. Yeah, well, she's Carl, like... Carl has white shelves. No, stop it. We need, full of gaming gear and consoles. We need the introduction <laughs> first. We need the introduction. So hi there, and welcome to another episode of... What the fuck's... Carl's Corner. I keep fucking forgetting what the name of this podcast is. I'm such a bell sniff when it comes to that. It's unreal, isn't it? Yeah, and today we're talking about a trip. Oh, well, before that, I'm here with Brad. Hi, Brad. Hey. You're in my house. And we're here to talk about a trip we took recently to the city of Los Angeles because our life is great and we do dope shit now. Like, um, one of my favourite stories about Kanye West. Have you heard this one? I haven't. There's a story from Dave Chappelle, the story at the time I met, like, Kanye West before the dark times, before he became, like, you know, Neo-Kanye and just went mental. Um, so, yeah, he's uh, met Kanye West and he just said, uh, Someone called him, and what are you doing, Kanye? I'm hanging out with Dave Chappelle. Why? Because my life is dope, and I do dope shit. And then just from what the phone's like, you go, Kanye, get better. Like, oh, stop being crazy. But no, we're recording today's episode, um, one, with new equipment. So hopefully this should sound a lot better. Hopefully, yeah. Yeah, we bought, like, new microphones, and two, in my house. And if anyone doesn't really follow the podcast or the, like, the Fact Fiend channel... Everything we have ever recorded has been in the same house, Brad's house. Except for, I think, last week's podcast. Yes. No. Was, yeah. yeah, except for last week's podcast recorded at a friend of mine's house. But no, so, like, since, since the first ever video in Brad's kitchen, mm-hmm. and then the next one's in Brad's living room, and then yeah. the next one's in Brad's bedroom. <laughs> because we thought, you know what, Let's just, we were literally moving up in the world. As we moved up the house, we went from the basement to the ground floor <laughs> to the first floor. I was getting planning permission for an extra floor. <laughs> so then we real big dick YouTubers then. Just one house that's like five stories ahead of everyone else's. <laughs> but no, this is the first time we're actually recording something in my house. And as you may have heard from the introduction, I have the most basic bitch ass, like generic YouTuber house. Because like people might not know what I'm talking about with that. So if you watch any real videos on YouTube, you'll notice that all YouTubers have the same house. They have per- they have like plain white walls, and usually they'll if they're like a nerdy YouTuber or a gaming YouTuber, they'll have a white shelf behind them with like a couple of Funko Pops on it, like a few like um, uh, toys, and then there's like gaming consoles and video games. And I have that shelf, but that's because I own this stuff. It's not because I want to look relatable. It's because there's no fucking elsewhere to put it. See, I would argue that it's very much a trying to be a YouTuber house rather than a YouTuber house because all your shelves are bending under the weight of the stuff you've crammed on. No, it's only because I've got I've only got one bookshelf. I've got <laughs> but all, all your furniture is very like uh, simplistic in design. Like the tables are just like the wood with four legs. And no sort of attachments, but they're all cluttered. Yeah, it's almost stuff underneath. It's almost like it's what the house had when I moved in. And I've always, always hated that like hyper, like genericized look of YouTubers' houses where it's like really airy and they've got like the cream walls and they sit there in like what they pretend is their bedroom saying, I'm just like you, talking into my two and a half thousand dollar camera <laughs> in my house that has six bedrooms. On a Tuesday afternoon when everyone else is at work. Oh, there's a YouTuber I watch and uh, him and a bunch of his gaming friends, I think they're all streamers, yes. moved into a house together 
and it was like five floors, and they were just the basement levels of the building. Yeah. And uh, the amount of memorabilia they get sent, there were just like, I think like five statues all lined up in the living room. Every one of them had a top-notch gaming PC in a huge room full of... It's insane. Like, the amount of money they must make to have a house like that is... Yeah. And there is that distinctive, like, YouTuber look and style. And And the thing is... I've noticed it more and more, and I've actively tried to avoid it. So I'm moving out of this place as soon as I can, because people come round and say, wow, YouTube's really going well for you, isn't it? No, I lived here before the channel took off. I bought this with writing money. This was a writer's house until YouTube kicked off. And it really, really fucking annoys me. Especially as I've got the bloody plaque YouTube sent me on the wall. It's just right there. Oh, it's, it's it's like one of the most notable features. It is, but I've got nowhere else to put it, and I thought, I can't not hang it up. Because I did earn it. It is mine. But I don't know what else to fucking do with it. Because <laughs> it makes it like such an asshole. Because I, I, it's just got pride of place on my shelf. If you want to do you just use it as a, an ashtray, or a, or like a coffee um, placemat. Yeah, I did for a while. Do. Just eat your dinner off it. But Alright, but as usual though, we need to talk about what we're drinking today. And I am drinking a lovely cup of tea. And Brad has a bottle of water. And I know what I've said before, like these are always drinking podcasts, but I'm giving up on drinking for a while. <gasps> Shock horror. Just like the entire channel's like viewer base is just gone mental. Like, Kyle, you're not drinking anymore. What happened? Are you dying? It's not that. It's just I've realised now I'm a 28-year-old man. My metabolism is not what it used to be. I took a long, hard look at myself in a mirror the other day when we were in Los Angeles, which we'll talk about in a moment, I promise. And I went, I've got a choice to make here, lad. You can keep drinking, eating like shit and going to the gym and look like this, or you can stop eating like shit and drinking and you'll look probably a little bit better. (laughs) My choice was go to the gym more or eat less. And I went, I know what I'm doing. I'm going to drink fucking less. And the first, I went to the pub for the first time since I made this promise to myself yesterday. And I did not realise how much money I spend on booze. Because I got some soda and lime. And I went, oh, how much is that? And the lady behind the counter went 87 pence. And I was like, what? It's 87p, paying for the cordial? Oh, cool. Thank you very much. So in, I went out for an entire evening, had three pints, and spent £1.80. I was like, wow, this is great. I'm going to save so much money. I'm going to buy so much booze when I finally give up. But, oh, no. August. So how have you been, man? How have uh, you been recovering? I've been. I've actually been pretty well. I barely had any jet lag. I was amazed because I've got a friend who often goes abroad for work, and he was saying, "Oh, how are you feeling?" And apart from sleeping for like twelve or thirteen hours because we didn't get any sleep on that flight back, which we'll get into. Yeah. <laughs> um, aside from that, I'm, I've been getting up pretty early, and I've been actually working quite well. So I've I'm not. even eating better. I've, I lost some more weight today. There we go. Yeah. Congratulations. Considering I've been to LA. Oh man, so we might as well get started. People are going to be like, why are they name dropping LA? Like, who <laughs> constantly sliding in there. Immediately after going, I hate being a YouTuber. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, what happened was, my a, couple, a month ago now, in fact, we got a random email just from these nice people at a company called Landfest just saying, Would you like to play video games with Rockstars, Carl? And I went, Yes, I would. Where are you? LA. I'm in the UK, none of that bollocks, I can't do it. And there's a video on my channel about how like, the deal came about, that now I think about it, we're going to delist in a bit, but whatever. Yeah. So if you haven't watched it and you don't know what we're talking about, you've missed your chance, there's no backstory for you guys. <laughs> but anyway, we ended up going to Los Angeles, and it was 
the most painless experience I've ever had traveling anywhere. Because Brad, he's doesn't, you don't travel much. And you've I, never I've traveled been on your own. with my mum. Yeah, yeah, you've never traveled on your own. No. And you've heard a lot of like stories about the TSA. I, yeah, and everyone kept saying to all oh, the TSA, you're going to have trouble going through, don't bring this, don't bring that. Well, one of the stories is from me. Mm. Because when I went to Philadelphia a couple of years ago, I'll tell this story first and this is why um, you're so nervous. Um, so I have quite like, you know, a luscious head of hair. I like to maintain it, so I always need hair gel. But I couldn't take any hair gel with me. Because you can only take a hundred mils on the thing, and I've got like a, I buy this really expensive stuff for my hair because you know I'm I'm vain like that, and it smells like strawberries, and I want my hair to smell like that. And I don't know, I have to, I have to buy someone. I'm over there. So when I got through the like um, the TSA the first time on my way into the country, went to the airport, bought some hair gel for like eight dollars, and um, uh, on my way back they have to scan all your stuff again. I brought my laptop with me, and I put in the little tray they give you my. My hair stuff, and on top of that, my laptop. And I saw, when it went through the scanner, I saw my, my trape on the scanner, and I went, oh, fuck no. Because, obviously, hair wax, hair gel, it's, like, um, organic. So what showed up is my laptop on the screen, and a bright white circle <laughs> that was unexplained. And I'm presumably the song, like, what is he hiding inside his laptop, not realising? And the TSA man picked up my laptop, and walked over to a little booth and he picked up one of the cotton swabs and he started swabbing in between all the keys and they get out the little wet wipe. I'm presuming he's looking for all that kind of drugs with sweeping over it and I kept going to him. So, so what's up with that, mate? He says, don't talk. I'll get to you in a minute, sir. Is, is there anything you're looking for? Sir, I told you not to talk. I'll be with you in a minute. And after he finished looking at my laptop and found, obviously found no residue of anything except for maybe just like fucking whatever crisps I've been eating before the flight. He <laughs> comes over and goes, have you any idea why I might have just searched your laptop and I reached over into the tray and picked up the small pot of hair gel went, maybe it was this? And then pointed at the screen behind him with the perfect white circle on it. And the TSA agent looked up, looked down, looked at the thing on the board and you saw it in his eyes. You saw his eyes die. So he went, oh, for fuck's sake, I'm such an idiot. But he couldn't admit it because he's in a position of authority. And he just went, passed my laptop, like really gruffly and went, Carry on, sir. Please hurry up. You're holding up the line. It's like, I'm holding up the line. What the fuck have you been doing for the past 20 minutes? But in stark, con- <clears throat> in stark contrast to that, we had a guy on the way back who was like asking you about Smash. Yeah, oh yeah, that was great. Yeah. On my way back from LA, um, so I took my Switch with me off of the plane and my bag went for additional screening randomly and the guy pulled out my Nintendo Switch and went, oh cool, you playing the new Smash? And made a Smash in there. I'm smashing on the plane. Like, who's your main? And I'm thinking to myself, like, is he going to like challenge me? Am I going to have to play Smash to get on the flight? And apparently he's a Bowser slash Kirby main. And I just went, mate, that Bowser is going to get dunked by my Ganon. That is a big-ass hitbox for my two-footed Sewatameo stomp. Went, yeah, but Kirby will sort it out. No one beats Kirby. Went, That's right. No one fucking beats Kirby. With the idea of, like, play me for it. I'll play your Smash for your right to ride the play. <laughs> You're not allowed to board until you beat me in this tournament. Just gets all the TSA guys in together. He's going to start a TSA Kumite. It's like there's no end. You cannot defeat it. No. Um, let's 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 rewind. Yeah. Because that was the journey back. Yeah. But it was a fairly painless trip there. Like we obviously it's a ball eight to get there because it was a long ass flight. Yeah. What was it? It was eight then six with a gap in between. Not to mention like the hour and a half train we had to get. Yeah. But getting through customs and security was a surprisingly painless experience. Floated through. Yeah. And we we just. Oh, I should probably tell this well because we went to we flew from Manchester Airport and 
I do not have a good reputation with Manchester Airport. Because the last time I flew from Manchester Airport, I went to Philadelphia to see a good friend of mine. And you can look this up in the news. At Terminal 3, there was a suspicious package, which meant that the entire Terminal 3 got shut down on like as I was about to fly. And I was sat outside in the blazing hot sun, wearing my coat and everything. So obviously you get told, wear all your layers before you go on, so you can take more and you carry on for like nine and a half hours. And do you know what the most annoying part is? What? My flight was at about half 11. My dad was super paranoid. I said, oh, Carl, son, make sure you get in at least three hours before your flight takes off. So I'd woken up at six in the fucking morning to get a seven o'clock train to get in to the airport for eight. And me being a fucking idiot, didn't know that if you just go in carry on, you can walk straight through security. You can walk straight through. You don't have to check your bags. But I was sat there waiting for my flight number to get called so then I could go through. Mm. And while I was waiting for that, that's when the airport got evacuated. So if you'd arrived, if you'd gone straight through, you'd have at least been able to sit in the lounge. Yeah, and have a drink. But instead you were in a car park. Yes, and after I got, and it got worse from there. Because when they finally started letting people in, obviously I had a digital boarding pass on my phone. I waited for an hour and a half for the queue. Bear in mind, this is past the time my flight at this point. And I'm looking at a board that says my flight has flown. And I ask, I'm asking everyone to see, do you know if that flight's gone? You'll have to get through and check. I will thank, thank you fucking very much. Get all the way to the front of the queue after an hour and a half queuing to get into the fucking airport. Our digital systems are down. And well, this is my boarding pass. Here's my name. Here's my passport. Well, we can't check that, can we? But it's a boarding pass. It's got like Manchester Airport. Well, we don't know, sir. You'll have to go get a physical one. Where will I get that from? Back at the entrance. Bear in mind, there's like 500 people behind me. There is no way, like, there was, the queue is like five people deep. So can someone take me there? No, there's no staff. You have to make your way back up. So I have to make my way all the way back up, queue for an hour to get my fucking paper receipt. Bear in mind, my flight still says it's gone. There's like, it's like queue for another two hours because at this point, I'm at the back of the airport. Then got to queue all the way back in, get through security, which obviously they're doing double security measures because obviously there has been a, an incident. Get in, finally get up to the board. It says, flight not yet confirmed. Thank fucking God. Go sit down. I get two pints. And I'm sat there with these two pints. And I, as bad as that sounds for me, I met a guy in the airport who told me, um, yeah, I was supposed, I always get a connecting flight. Because um, he was getting a connecting flight to like, some like somewhere down in London or something like that because he didn't want to drive. Mm-hmm. He thought I can have a drink in the thing then um get a flight down. He was gonna take like a forty minute long flight and he'd been stuck in the airport for twelve and a half hours. So it could have been worse. The worst bit for me is while I'm sat there having these two pints, I get a tap on my shoulder <laughs> and a lady goes, Um, weren't you on the flight to Philadelphia, young man? I went, Yeah, but it's not been confirmed yet. Someone talked to me about an hour. And I went, no it's not, it's boarding now. Turn around, Philadelphia, boarding. What? I'm going to be on that flight. He went, oh, where is it? And he went, oh, it's like um, gate 25. Went, Where's that? I went, oh, it's like 10 minute walk down there. It's like, can you hold my pint? Went, yeah, yeah, sure. And she held my one pint and I drank the other one while like, just, like dad jogging all the way down. Get to the gate, got the woman. When's this, play- when's this plane boarding? You got 10 minutes, sir. Get my pint off the lady. Down that. Say thank you. Walk onto the plane and collapse. How British that you had to finish your pint. I paid £7 for that pint. I am not leaving it behind. So, yeah, in contrast to that, like, that that's, that sounds horrendous. Like, oh, yeah. we, we walked through. Like, we, we got... A, there were barely a queue. Yeah, I like, arrived in Philadelphia, like, 14 hours late. Hmm. I didn't realise you were there that long. I thought... Yeah. I, I knew... I saw it as you were updating it online. Yeah. 
But I didn't know it was like. Bear in mind, I was supposed to fly at like eleven, mm. and then America's what seven, eight hours behind or something like that. Is it? What, I forget which one it is. Uh, Philly is five, I think. Yeah, but I ended up getting there at like half ten at night. No, not five. Sorry, six or seven. Yeah, I ended up there at half ten at night. Yeah. Bear in mind, my friend had been waiting in the airport for me to pick me up for like three and a half. Oh, hours. that's that's bad. It's it's so bad. As you were saying. Yes. Yeah. Uh, no, we got through fairly easily, um, and uh, the first flight was fine. We we'd actually. We didn't realise um, that we'd like essentially charge them more money for our seats. Yeah, because it was paid for. Like the charity who asked us to go, well, we even told them. We it haven't is. explained anything. No, 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 fuck's sake. So no. we need to take a step back fuck again. Fuck's sake, right. so bad at podcasting. You got an email, and I believe it was uh, from Lehigh. Yeah, so yeah. do Lehigh for a charity, for a land, thing, something called Landfest for a charity called yeah. Rock Against MS. I, I, I told him I'd mention his name because he's a fan. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> for something called Rock Against MS, and they agreed to pay all of our like, fees to go out there. And we said, what we'll do in return is we'll raise the money to cover that. And we did. We've got a total now, haven't we? Uh, not exactly right. I know the gist of it. Um, when we were there... Um, but we know in total, we've raised about $10,000. On average, about $10,000. Yeah. Yeah. And it cost us $2,000 to get out there. So that's a net gain of $8,000 for that lovely MS charity who flew us out there to like, you know, um, do some good work for them. So that's all that, that's all that well and good. Yeah. But what was I saying? Um, we were talking about the actual emails. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, wait, no, I wasn't. Well, you're not. We already talked about the emails. That was the explanation of why we were going. We were going for a charity. Which, which bit are we on? I don't know. Professional you, podcast. You completely fucking threw me <laughs> off my train of thought, man. What the hell? Oh. Yeah, we said the money we raised. We said... Um, Keep going, go on. It was... Uh, yeah, that's I was talking about flights. That was when we went back to the emails. Yes. You're really good at this, Brad. You you completely fucked me over by saying that. You have ruined this podcast. <laughs> Apologise to the people listening I'm, I'm now. I'm so sorry. The people who pay $5 a month <laughs> to listen to this podcast. <laughs> Message to our, our, the editor for this one, Lucas. Just erase every line I've said. No, don't I've do not that. earned it. No, add more lines in. <laughs> just <laughs> duplicate my lines so it sounds like I'm repeating myself constantly. <laughs> it just sounds like you're just Hugh Granting your way through the podcast. <laughs> so yeah, Carl initially said... Um, that we wouldn't go until unless we could cover it, which we have. Yes. So we agreed that we would travel over. Um, they would pay for the flights and things there. Oh, but that's we what would, it was, yeah. But we would give the money back. Yeah, so, essentially. Yeah, so they'd paid for the flights. But when we were getting through to confirm, they gave us the option to choose our seats. And we were under the assumption that when we chose the seats, and it said like, I think it was $11 each or something like that. Just so we could sit next to each yeah, other. Yeah, so we could sit next to each other and on like a two, little two-seat section. Um, we thought we would put in our details yeah. and we could pay the money and it just said okay that's fine and yeah. Carl was like D- they haven't charged us oh no yeah, they've charged them and the worst bit was though we felt really bad about it and we apologised offered to pay and it was $11 per seat <laughs> and I think the person when we got there said it's $11 who gives a fuck you've raised like 8 grand at this point and we went, but we still feel really bad and honestly it's fine you've raised more than everybody else oh thank god so the flight over there was pretty nice. We yeah. just sat next to each other on two separate... We got moved for some reason. Yeah. And when we were being moved to another seat, there was a lady there who didn't want to move. No, because she didn't want to, she <laughs> she to sit, sit in the middle. The, she went to sit next to the window. So now I'm sitting next to the window. Yeah, that's our seat. I'm flipping off all of America as we're flying over it. you got to stop me. I'm living that fucking dream. We had the eight-hour flight there. We're in Philadelphia. We got... We had a choice of all of the uh, the various American restaurants in uh, Philadelphia, and Carl was like, "You know what I want? I want a Subway." Yeah, God, I got the thing is though that Subway was fat. I got every topping on my Subway; it looked amazing. But I made my first error of the uh, holiday when it was like, "You can get yours with chips," and I was like, "Oh man!" 
American ones have chips. No, no, chips are crisps. crisps. I was just, I looked at you and just went, amateur. What, <laughs> what an amateur mistake you made right there. But well, that, that's, well, that's when, though, the bad times started. Because we didn't realise the time difference between Philadelphia and LA. So we thought, oh, we've got a connecting flight. We arrive at four, and then we get into LA at four. Oh, we fly at four. We, we fly from Philadelphia at four, arrive in LA at eight. Mm. We've got about the time difference. That was another eight-hour flight. So it's like, oh, for fuck's sake. I think the actual flight was six, but we had the hour before. Yeah. We had to get through the airport afterwards. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. But no, that, that, that flight for me was surprisingly painless until the last hour or two. Yeah. And we were in the middle of a couple of people. We had a nice, nice chat with the guy next to us. So I didn't feel too awkward about like the occasionally nudging him with my knee. Because, uh, you know, we're on the same boat. But then in the last like hour or two, I was like, I just want to be off this plane. Yeah, I'm just so done with flying. Mm-hmm. We've been flying for 16 hours. Oh. Fuck this life. But... That's when things got interesting because uh, we were top like we had no idea this all this shit was arranged like with two weeks to go like we didn't know we, if we were even going to LA until two weeks before they asked us and we were only going for three fucking days like one of which we spent flying for its entirety and before we got there we went what do we do when we get to the airport because I've never been to Los Angeles and said oh someone will meet you and they'll be in contact. Uh, okay then, and then like a day before, like we're due to fly in like seven hours. Like, so is this person who's going to meet us, going to contact us? Or what do they look like? And the guy sent me a message saying, um, yeah, my name's Jason, and you'll recognise me because I've got a, a, a big red beard. And I thought, well, that's fairly like, you know, um, easy description to like look for. And they sent me a picture of him, and I will describe the beard as a Gandalf-esque, like... <laughs> I wouldn't, it's like Dumbledore-style beard that you tuck into, like, your jeans. That's how long this beard is. And I absolutely pissed myself laughing when I got this photo. Attaches a photo so you can know what I look like. And I went, this is not a red beard. This is, like, the king of beards. This beard needs its own fucking crown. I remember you showing me the picture, like, oh, he said, he said, uh, look for a guy with a red beard and held it out. I was like, well... He is all beard. <laughs> Just look, no, you should say look for the red beard with a man attached. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and he found us in the airport and we got like a, what was it now? We got, went to get, I believe, rental car. And then immediately the first thing the person said before dropping us off at the Airbnb was, do you want in and out? And this is a question we got asked more than anything else, even more than where are you from, as have you been to in and out And I'm going to say... Americans, and specifically people who live in LA, In-N-Out Burger sucks ass. <laughs> the burger was alright, the chips were fucking god-awful. Well, I didn't realise that I was meant to ask for animal fries. I don't know, they, they take, like, they said there's a secret menu. When, yeah. Well, if it's secret, how the fuck was I supposed <laughs> to know about it? People asked us, like, you didn't order off the secret menu. No, for some reason, the secret menu is something we weren't aware of in this restaurant that exists in one part of the United States. I'd literally never heard of In-N-Out until someone said, do you want to go to In-N-Out? And I was like, what's that? Yeah, and those fries were fucking... They tasted like fried polystyrene. They they remind me of uh, when I used to work in Taco Bell, if you would refry the fries in order to make them a bit warmer. So what we're going to do right now is, let's rank the takeaway fries. Also, we've not been to every takeaway. Okay. We've been to a few of them. I'm going to say McDonald's fries. Because they're the saltiest, and obviously, if you're going to eat some of that shit, you might as well have one that's the yeah, worst. Yeah, McDonald's fries are really nice. Yeah. Like, KFC fries are no longer as nice. No, because they're too dry. Well, no, they, KFC fries, you, I used to think they were okay, because you have them with the gravy, but now they've done those chunky ones with skin on. I don't like them. Yeah, they're not them. nice. Right, so we were, well, that was the easiest one we've ever done. King of fries, McDonald's fries. Yeah, McDonald's. So they're the shittiest, but you get the most. And if you're eating crap food, you want the biggest portion. Or if you go to any, like, um, 
Like, a takeaway if you get them put like completely fresh and they've just finished frying. Yeah, the so thing is though, if we're talking about takeaways, we're not going to talk about fries. We're going to talk about wedges. <laughs> wedges. And we're going to do like we don't do ads on this podcast because obviously it's a subscription service. I want to do an ad right now. People who live in Sheffield, order for kebabish and order some fucking wedges. Yeah, it's SFC kebabish on London Road. Just order their wedges. Their wedges are amazing. Yeah, just, just large wedges, and that's it. The most godlike wedges I have ever eaten. Like, I will order takeaways from there just so I can order four portions of wedges and keep them in my fridge. They are that fucking good. These wedges are legendary. Like, and it, it, to such an extent, if you click on the Just Eat website and you go on to Kebabish, it's got a little, like, um, uh, what's the word now? Award on it yeah. saying local legend. That's how, fu- I'm not fucking kidding. Local legend Kebabish, man. Holy shit, that place is the best. We don't know if the le- local legend a status is attributed to just the wedges. No, it though. is. The wedges. The wedges is the reason it's legendary. <laughs> the only reason. The thing is, well, I, mean, I know in America there's a, like, there's a lot more takeaway franchise, not sorry, there's a lot more fast food franchises like in and out and stuff. And there is out there like a definitive ranking of them that people argue about incessantly. And the British equivalent is, if you've seen this, the definitive ranking of crisps that someone oh, made. Oh, I did see that. And they put, I disagreed and they, so hard. They put Pringles at the top. And I was like, fuck you, Pringles. Like, Pringles can't even legally be called potato chips in America. Because, do you know how they're made? Uh, it's like mulch of maize. Yeah, it's, it's mashed potato that they just like mash into a shape and then like quickly deep fry. Mm. That's, not a ch- that's not a crisp. Fuck off. Like, go on, man. Let's do this. King of crisps. Can we write it? McCoy's. I was going to say McCoy's. McCoy's, McCoy's salt and vinegar is one of my favourites. Most flavour. Easy. And then you get right to the bottom, you get the little bits that are all the bits that have fallen off the other crisps. And they soak, soak up all the flavour. And you just like do it, you down it like a big salty shot. Favourite flavour McCoy's then? Um, cheese and onion. Cheese and onion. Fucking yeah, man. Cheese and onion. All day. I think uh, I really quite like the prawn ones. We're in, oh, the, the Thai chicken ones. We are in full complete agreement about this. I thought there was going to be some disagreement. No, like, McCoy's. Immediately, McCoy's. King of crisps. I got like a soft spot for any ones that are strong. So like squares, salt and vinegar squares are always quite strong. Yeah. And when you get like kettle chips are pretty decent. But McCoy's win. Yeah. McCoy's I will give win. though a shout out to the cheaper crisps. Like the cheaper ones that never get a look in like, um, uh, what are they now? Space Raiders. Frazzles. Can't, yeah, Frazzles. You can't beat some Space Raids. Space Raiders are good. Space uh, Raiders are Transformers. Transformers. Snacks. Transformer snacks. Fuck it. Do you ever used to make the little car? Oh, of course I did. People, Americans might not know. Transformer <laughs> snacks. They're like... I guess like the same way you make like, like a build your own crisps. Yeah, but the same way you make like cheese puffs and stuff like that kind of thing, like maize that's like puffed out and fried. But they're just shaped like little cars, and you've got wheels, and you can put little wheels on the car, and that's it. That's all they are, and they're so nice. I love I, them. I will confess to having walked a decent distance before to buy a big bag of Transformer snacks. Transformer snacks. I just needed. You them. never see them anymore, do you? They have them in. Um... It's always corner shops. Yeah. It's always like little corner shops. Like you'll go in, you go <gasps> Transformer snacks. Clippo. The, 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 the Spar on Bramall has big bags. I'm getting. Some. I want to get some. Fucking love Transformer snacks. They're the best. Anyway, what were we talking about? LA. I was, yeah, we went in and out. We, I was, yeah. we reached in and out. In and out, which sucked a huge bunch of ass. Like you know what? I'm going to say it right now. The burgers were nice. Fuck those fries. LA, get step up your fry <laughs> game for the next time we go because. I was not impressed. I feel like you've said a lot of things on this channel that have got people riled up. Yeah. I reckon that's going to be one of the most divisive. Well, we said it to people in LA. It was the, like we said, the number one question we got asked by literally every person we spoke to, asking if it's our first time in LA, said, have you been to In-N-Out? And I went, yeah, I didn't rate it. I went, oh, well, you know, it's, it's kind of a local thing. I went, what local thing? Eating shit food? <laughs> like eating fries that aren't nice is your local thing? Like there's a McDonald's around the corner, mate. 
It's fine. I, I think it's literally because it's super cheap. Like it's everything's it's, cheap it's, over bo- there. Though. Bottom cheap. Like okay. it was like two dollars for a burger. It doesn't matter though, does it? Because like <laughs> it still sucked. It's like I don't care if it's. Cheap. I don't mind paying this one because it's gonna taste nice. But I yeah, I did not rate your In and Out Burger LA. Like get good. Not <laughs> good. Imp- not impressed. So following this, yeah, we got signed. We got taken to our Airbnb, which was like super swanky, way swanky. Accord, but not according to everyone else. Because again, there's a video on our channel which probably get delisted because we're donating all the money those videos make to the charity and taking them down so they don't like distract from regular content. But it's basically me. I describe it as like the apartment I'm in now, but nicer. Like it's a really swanky, like one bedroom, like studio esque apartment with like a maisonette that's got another bedroom in it. So Brad was up in the maisonette and I was like downstairs. Really nice bathroom with a shower we couldn't figure out how to work. Okay. We had to look up on YouTube. I, I, yeah, Carl was already asleep and I'd watched videos. And I, the, <laughs> someone had made a video called How to Work This Shower. <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's clearly a common issue for people not realising. Like, um, for, for like, how are you actually meant to work this shower? In When you've got a shower and tap combo, there's always a little like uh, pin on top of the taps yes. that is used to transfer the water from That's the That's what my shower, shower does. Like every other shower. But this one, it wasn't a pin on top. You had to pull the actual end of the faucet down. Yeah. Um, which then which did exactly the same thing. But obviously, if you're just looking at it from the outside, you're like, I see no buttons or levers. How do you work, shower? Yeah. <laughs> Not to mention as well, when the water's running hot, you've got to burn your own hand to pull the lever down. <laughs> yeah. So you better make sure you do it fucking sharpish, otherwise you're getting third degree burns. Or whenever you turn it off, it makes an enormous clacking sound as the pressure changes. Horrendous. But the, it was a really nice apartment. Was, yeah. And we got a lot of comments on that video saying, you look like you're in a Saw movie because the walls were all concrete with holes in and we see that sort of cladding that never got put up. Yeah. But the apartment itself was like really spacious and nice. And someone we spoke to went, yeah, in like LA down, like prices for LA city centre, that would be like, Three thousand dollars a month. That is like a ridiculously like expensive apartment. And I, was, and I thought to myself, it's nice, but I don't think I'd pay that for it. In Sheffield, you could get three houses for that and just sleep on your way to the other house. It was, like, it was really nice. No, it was. It was. I was surprised. Um, the, the size for the cost. Yeah, yeah. And the fact they gave us the entire thing for like two days, and they, and they left us some treats. They did, which they we did. didn't eat, and we felt really bad about. <laughs> I was powered by that one bag of jerky the entire weekend. Yeah, because we, we had to go shopping, didn't we? It's like, mm. oh, we got no toothpaste. Where the fuck do we? We ended up buying. Like, uh, I want to get a small tube of toothpaste. Like even toothpaste in America is ginormous. It's like, oh, it's like four kilos of toothpaste for a dollar. Like, I don't need this. I just need to brush my teeth like six times and then go home. It's really strange shopping in uh, LA when you've not been to America because it feels like it's shopping here, but it's not quite the same. Uh, all the products are uh, like just either larger or just different. Yeah. And you've got the same ones, but with different names. Everything's larger except for the milk, <laughs> which comes in big square tubs, which is super <laughs> annoying. It don't fit in your fucking fridge. We didn't We didn't finish all the milk, did we? No. I, I, I drank like a pint of it before we left. That's it right. Wasn't, yeah. I was tempted to just do like the man thing when I got in super drunk and just like properly just swag down all the milk. But do, I thought, do a Joey. I decided against <laughs> it. Yeah, they just sell milk in big square tubs. It's like, how is this efficient? What is this about? How are you going to recycle that bastard? It's awful. And then, like, oh, I think we had we, Friday was the day we had to ourselves. So we arrived on a Thursday, and we had Friday to ourselves. Yeah, the, the plan was to go out Thursday and have a look around, but we, we were dead. so nice. We were dead. We could not fucking move. We, we basically took one trip to um, 
a little like I want to say corner shop, but it wasn't on the corner. But it's same, yeah. Yeah, we just pick up some toothpaste just so you didn't go to bed with like rotten teeth. <laughs> and then in the morning we uh, we set out. And we went to meet with the Landfest guys. Oh yeah, yeah. And they showed us around. They showed us like the theater. They oh, were it was in. a beautiful theater. It was the LA theater, which is apparently where the concert was supposed to be held. And they asked, like, oh, do you have a sound system? And he went, no, this theatre's from, like, 150 years ago. So, oh, bollocks. They Apparently, the theatre owner across the street went, hold the rock concert here, hold the LAN event mm. in the LA theatre. And basically, that theatre's haunted. And I walked around it to be a jackass, like, taunting ghosts. <laughs> I was doing, I was, like, going, like, Charlie Chaplin's ghost haunts this theatre. I went, why would he hang out here? What a lame-ass ghost. I heard it was his theatre. I heard he opened it. Did it? Yeah. Why did he haunt it, then? I guess because maybe you loved it so much you didn't want to leave. It was really weird because it's like we found that like, the changing rooms and I took a massive huge shit in like, the toilet. If you got to, if you got you know if you are in a haunted theater, like you are missing a trick by not taking a huge like haunted dump, not taking the big ghost dump. It's like ghosts aren't going to get you in there. Like what kind of a ghost hangs out in a toilet? Apart from Morning Merle. Morning Merle, yeah. <laughs> the woman who was played by a 40-year-old woman, apparently. Yeah. Which is really weird. How does she get the part of, like... Imagine me told her, we weren't going to give it to your daughter, but this 40-year-old woman looks more like a teenager. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's besides the point. But this really super nice theatre. And they kind of just left us to our own devices because they were really busy. And we can get someone to show you around, but we need to set up. Are you going to be Okay. So me and Brad went, I guess so. And we just looked at a map on Google Maps and went, okay, we'll walk in one direction. And we made the mistake and went, oh, downtown LA. That sounds nice. Downtown sounds nice. And we started walking towards downtown in a straight line and went, maybe this is a bad... After we saw the third laundromat that was closed down with graffiti on it, I thought maybe we've gone too many streets. Down. Maybe we should head towards the skyscrapers. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so we did a we did a one eighty. <laughs> Literally a one eighty. Like, back up the next. Part. Let's not walk to downtown. And I remember after that, oh no, downtown is the bad part of LA. That's where we just got like. That's where we would have got in trouble. Yeah. So then we headed the opposite direction. We were looking for somewhere to eat. Yeah. And we found this place. Uh, I do not remember. It was something corner. I don't know. So I made a comment. I had a sorry when it's got tacos. Yeah. I, I want a taco. And we got. Uh, Oh man, that that I had a hot dog. It was like a hot dog, but Mexican style with the stuff that was on it. Yeah. That was, famously Mexican dish, the hot dog. Oh, well, it's it's a, it's a Mexican take on a hot dog, is it? Yeah, I mean, it was it was a Frankfurt who served you it? bacon. Was it a, was it a hipstery looking white guy who <laughs> served you it? It may have been, but it was a delicious hot dog. Oh yeah, but you had you had tacos. Yeah, and tacos. they asked me like, oh, what protein do you want on chicken? <laughs> and you got a choice for chicken. So are you sure it was a bit chicken? Well, did you notice they charged extra for each different uh, meat? I didn't want chicken. Yeah. I said, give me chicken. <laughs> are you sure chicken? Just like, okay then, I guess. All I want, I needed some chicken. I've not had, I not had chicken in like three days. Like, I need it. Yeah, I got myself a cocktail that was called like an oh yeah or an oh. With the, it had an exclamation mark, it was two words. And I, I said it wrong when I asked for it, but they knew which one I meant. Yeah. But it was all tequila, wasn't it? And you're yeah. like, oh, what's this taste like? That's tequila, mate. That's what <laughs> That's tequila, proper tequila. Yeah. That's what tequila tastes like when it's not being snorted out of like a stripper's like belly button. We had trade nachos as well, which were also amazing. I've got to try. We've got the, 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 such good food. That's like, wait, it was a kind of swanky bar. And you can always tell when a swanky bar is so they don't have like Smirnoff on the shelves. So let's discuss that now because it's like I'm not really going to be drinking all that much from now on. But I do have booze in my house next to us. Well, I, do, I do have like quite a nice collection of like fancy booze. So I will be drinking like at special events and if people come over specifically for that purpose. But I don't really see the point in like doing these drinking pods because it basically writes off my entire fucking day. Yeah. Because you can confirm, Brad, 
I go hard on drinking days in our videos and our podcasts. Yeah, it got to a point where um, Carl wouldn't do a drinking video or podcast or uh, stream until he, unless he'd been to the gym yeah. for multiple hours because he knew it was going to take him back. Yeah, and we've actually got... We start doing two filming days a week now mm. and one of those days up until like this week was dedicated... <laughs> dedicated to drinking. And my friends are like, oh, poor diddums. You have to, do you have to set aside a day to drink? I went, have you any idea how draining it is when you know you've got... A, and you don't want it, but you know you have to because you've committed. You've committed to the alcohol. It's not just that as well. Like, imagine having to drink for a day. Yeah, a solid day. You have to continue being drunk for the entire... Like, maybe when you're like 20 in uni, but yeah. not, not when you push. That's what 30. I got to the point. It's like, you have to do a sesh. On a Tuesday. A Tuesday <laughs> That's like the most depressing ass thing. The only ever. way we could arrange it as well was it was going to be, um, we were going to have to do this, the drinking day first and then the other ones afterwards. That was the, which the been, plan for the full routine. Which would have been a full hangover yeah. day. So imagine two videos where you would be hangover videos. So in that regard, right, so we might as well talk about what's your favourite Alcamahals? Like, we're older now, aren't we? When we were younger, you used to drink whatever. And like, my running joke is whatever's cheapest. Mm. But... Like, I've grown to appreciate more alcohols now, and I'm going to keep pronouncing that like that, <laughs> fuck you. So what's yours? What's your tipple of choice? Well, are we like? talking specific, like a spirit or a beer, or Either a cocktail's or. fine? Either or, okay. I think my favourite thing to drink ever is a purple rain cocktail. Is that because it's three quid in Weatherspoons? No, it's because <laughs> I really like the flavour, but it's also... Isn't that just like port and a VK? Uh, it's, um, if I remember right, it's uh, red sours, blue curacao? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I looked up the pronunciation online. It said curacao. No one ever pronounced it that way. No, because it's one an awkward looking word. Yeah, it's those two and lemonade, and it just mixes to this really really nice taste. So I just really enjoy. Oh, that I'm thinking of a cheeky vinto. So. Oh, cheeky vinto. That, yeah, that, that, that's, that's part of it. Yeah. See, mine's got to be it's this legendary drink that I've never been able to find, and it's Ho Garden Rosé. People think I've heard of Ho Garden, but have you heard of Ho Garden Rosé? Rosé, of course, like like Freezer would do in the abridged series, and. I found this when I was in Belgium with a friend of mine. In Belgium, beer is basically soft drinks. They have a beer section like longer than a giraffe's dick. It's unreal. And we walked in and beer is a pound. So we walked in with like 10 euros and went, just pick up everything. One of everything. And we found this one that comes in a little can, Hogarden Rosé, and it tastes like milkshake. It's fucking phenomenal. And me and my mate, we got back and we couldn't find it. Because everywhere does Hogarden, nowhere does Hogarden Rosé, because it's only like 2.5%. It's like, no no British person's going to buy 2.5%. You might as well go get the stubbies from Aldi. <laughs> so and me and my friend, we've tracked it down from specialty shops before, and paid for it. And what we'll do is we'll sit down, and we'll put it in the fridge, and we'll just sit there, playing Dragon Ball, waiting, waiting for the drink to cool down. But like, ah, that's the shit right there. It's like, so fucking good. That's what I've been like with glass Cokes. Because they, they always cost a little bit more. But it's worth it. They're worth it. It's, it's for the feel, and the taste is slightly different. People and say it's not what it is. It is. Like, people say it's not their liars. Especially if you haven't had anything sugary for a while. No. I might have to get myself, because I've been drinking water now for like three or four days. I'm waiting for the day I can get a glass coat. Just one glass coat. It's like, treat yourself. Yeah, just like, sit on the balcony outside the house. Have you noticed as well now, though, that now you're a bit older and you try to look after yourself, like, you treat yourself in the most lame-ass way. <laughs> Like, do you know how I treat myself now? Because I've completely cut sugar out of my diet. Right. And do you know how I treat... I have a, I, what I'll do is I'll put one sugar in my tea in a morning. Or, if I'm really treating myself, I'll have two biscuits. 
And that's my sugar for the day. Oh, pushing the boat out a bit there. Was I having like my fruit and stuff like that? But the only sugar I will like actively, I have like two biscuits. And I remember when I used to eat half a packet. And it's like now I look and I go, oh, oh, my treat. I was, I was like rubbing my hands, going, oh, I'm really looking forward to having a tea with one sugar in it. I've always like not prided myself, but. Um, spoken about how I can't open a tube of Pringles without just eating the entire thing oh, in one go. Why would you be proud of yourself for that? No, it, That's it was, not pride. It was, I, meant, I meant it's more one of the things where someone's like, I right, get some Pringles for yourself that I can't. If they're in the house, I'll eat them all. I've recently I've had like a handful and not had the rest. Like, how do you even fit your hands in a Pringles tube? I can do it. I won't brag about that. I can fit my hands in. You got tiny little hands. Well, back. no, you just have to put your thumb in quite quite deep. I can't. I can't get it in. <laughs> I it, it's fit. not easy, but if I force it like that... Don't talk that. If I, don't, fit, if I fist... Don't make the motion as well. People can't see that, but I can. And it's super it's, it's uncomfortable. Just for you. Well, like, in regards to like, drinks and stuff, because obviously um, I've found myself... Like, the, like I've said, the running joke is that whatever's cheapest, but I do like to treat myself every now and again. Mm. And what I fucking love is having a really fancy bottle of vodka in the freezer. And when someone comes around for a drink, you pull out like, the bottle and it's all frosted... <laughs> And it looks like Iceman's been in your fridge. It's like, yeah. And you pour it. And because it's just a little bit frozen, it pours like syrup into the glass over like a right nice big chunk of ice cubes. Oh man, I fucking love that shit. It's so good. Anyway, we were talking about LA. No, I want to drink now. <laughs> Damn it. No, hold it together. <laughs> okay, I will. Same for special occasions. I will, yes. Yeah. Like podcasts. No, I've got to go to Jimmy's fine. Hmm. Have you not been here today? What? You've not been to the gym yet today? Oh, I thought you were going to say, you not drunk yet today. No, I'm not drunk. <laughs> it's, it's, we expected so much. It's one o'clock in the afternoon, fucking hell. <laughs> He's just got a bottle of rum next to his bed. No, but drinking though, because that's what we did on Friday, isn't it? We went yeah. for that meal, we went back to the apartment, um, we had like some drinks, and then we put up like an impromptu fan meetup, and we and we found a bar near the Airbnb called Wang's Tavern. <laughs> I, I looked at that name for a long time, and I said, we, Brad... We go into Wang's Tavern, and Brad's like, hey, do we have to go to Wang? I'm like, Brad, we have to go into Wang's, or you're not coming. But, and so we went, okay, fine. So I put out like a little thing, like an hour before we set off, saying we'll be at Wang's, thinking like, no one's going to turn up. And we had to talk about this, like, what would be the worst case scenario for this like you know impromptu meetup? And we said, it's either 100 people turn up, or one person turns up. That one person thinking that you're best mate. And we couldn't decide amongst them what would be worse. Because a like hundred people would be terrible because like you wouldn't be able to like think and you'd be constantly getting harassed. But one person, you are with that guy for the rest of the night. And we know it's going to be a guy. Because if anyone's going to turn up and meet a stranger out of the blue, <laughs> it's going to be a guy. But oddly enough though, friend of the channel, um, Irie Knox, who does like art for us, she fucking turned up. And I was... <laughs> When she found out I was going to LA, she messaged me saying, "Oh, I live near there. If you come about, let me know, and like we'll get a drink." I went, "There's no fucking way she's going to turn on." I went, "So sure, yeah, we're going to Wang's Tavern tonight." And I got a phone call from a number I didn't like um, uh, know saying, "Oh, it's like Erie. I'm outside." I went, "What? What do you mean?" <laughs> she turned up. It's like what the hell? It's like what a fucking baller ass pimp and. We got like about a dozen people turn yeah, up. Yeah, there's a decent number. And there were some absolute fucking heroes in that group, including <laughs> a guy who turned up and said, are you Carl? I went, yeah. He went, great, lovely to meet you. Shut my hand. I went, I'm actually on my lunch break right now. 
But glad to meet you. You want your lunch, but yeah, I'm an accountant. I'm working over at an office, like two blocks over. I've sprinted over here to say hello, and now I'm coming back to work. And I'm like, you are a fucking don. And then some other dude who looked like Jon Snow came up and offered me drugs. <laughs> Jon Snow guy. But he just came up and went, Carl, would you like, I, I've got a present for you. I went, what is this? He went, oh, it's, it's, it's some weed. I went, well, I, I don't do drugs. And also, I'm flying in two days. I don't really want to have residue of this on me if I'm trying to get the TSA. He went, oh, we'll keep it anyway. I went, no, I don't want your drugs. Stop trying to give me your drugs. We are in public. There are people around. That baffled me. Who does that? Who turns up to a stranger and just gives them a joint? I don't know. That guy did, apparently. And then we've got a few other people just turned up, including like uh, a lady who was more open than I would expect about the fact she just travels to other countries and steps on guys' nuts. So, which I found quite interesting. We also got Mexican candy. Mexican, yeah, some dude's yeah. like, oh, here's some Mexican candy. And I'd like one piece to be polite. It's like, I, I don't really eat sugar, I'm really sorry. And some dude give me a flask shaped like a mobile phone. And then someone else was like, oh yeah, I'm like the sales director of a shop that sells $2,000 suits. Here's my business card. And the business card didn't fit in my wallet because it's the wrong size. And it's like, oh, that's why, because that means you've got to put it in your pocket and then you'll find it you do your thing. It's such a wide range of people, though, because I had a chat with, I think it was a teacher and a psychologist, yeah. something like that. Well, one eclectic range of people we have watching our channel. It's really nice. And, then, and then that night ended with us all sat around a fire. Yeah. Oh, then, then we, I forgot about the nightclub. Yeah. Jeez. Which we sold expensive. But yeah, we ended up sitting around a fire and, it's like, and someone, oh, do you mind if we ask you questions, Carl? And, yeah, sure, if you've got anything to ask about the channel. And one guy stuck his fucking hand up. I remember that. <laughs> like, we were, like, I'm a teacher. And he just stuck his hand up. Did you really just put your hand up to ask me a question? You went, well, I didn't know what else to do. And he kept putting his hand up. It's like, stop putting your hand up. Just ask me a question if you want to. <laughs> it's like, who does that? So like, I was going to meet a person. I was like, yes. People wouldn't see that. I put my hand up. And then, yeah, someone ended up, we went to like, oh, was it a whiskey bar? And I took one look at the price and went, no, I'm going home. No, look, see, $30 for one whiskey. And went, I appreciate a good whiskey, but not after I've had like 14 beers and a shot collar wang banger. It's like, you know what? My taste buds are pretty much shot right now. I'm done. <laughs> oh, wang banger. Nah, I had a wang banger. What a name. People get buying me. People get going to the bar, coming back like, Carl, do you want a wang banger? I didn't get a bottle of wang banger. Yeah, I just got beer. You're not the big wanger, though. <laughs> but I made a big... So I kept having to do like shots of Jack Daniels because <laughs> that's apparently what a wang banger is in this club. And I was like, oh, please stop. I don't want any more Jack Daniels. Please. Oh, I, I, I don't think I've ever been that hungover. That was like the d- next day when I woke up and looked in the mirror and I just saw my eyes and I went, there's no fucking way I'm doing this ever again. And I know I've said that multiple times. You've heard me say it when I'm, well, I looked and I can't do it. <laughs> I just can't hack it anymore. I just, I cannot just live the life that I've been living for so long. I need to make a change. Well, I think that Alka-Seltzer saved me. So I, I, I bought them thinking that they were tablets yeah. for uh, like heartburn. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, hey, Brad, if you want, to, I'll tell you what, I'll pay you a tenner, eat an Alka-Seltzer, and then tell me how good you feel after it. <laughs> Put it in the water. Because that's what you do is that you throw them up in the air for seagulls, and seagulls explode. Is that, I, thought, I thought it was rice. No, it's, no, rice doesn't expand as much, oh. it's seagulls. So if you give them to seagulls, they blow up? Pretty much, yeah. That's a bit mean. Yeah. I've never done it, but I've heard about it. This might be a complete like fabrication of the truth. Yeah. I've just heard if you throw Alka-Seltzer up for seagulls, they'll just like dive bomb out of the air as the stomachs explode. And it's not cool. I remember... Don't do th- that, kids. That's really mean. <laughs> one thing I do remember in that meetup is people coming over and obviously noticing you. And, the, and then um, sort of you could see them waiting. 
for someone to open their mouth and sound like you. Yeah. It's like, that's him. That's, that's Brad. That's Brad. That's him. Yeah. It's like that guy where some guy bumped into us at the train station in London. Yes. And back. he obviously said hi to Carl, shook his hand. And when we were getting onto the train, um, I said something to Carl and he turned to me and went, oh, I didn't recognise you. I just heard the voice and shook my hand. <laughs> Look at that, mate. Getting famous now. How does it feel? Famous through voice. How did it feel being in LA amongst the... Hobnobbing amongst all those celebrities? Was, <laughs> that was the next day, wasn't it? It was the next day. That was yeah. a Friday. And then Saturday was the day of the event that we were yeah. there to do the charity stream for. And then there was an event in the evening. And I got to play fucking video games with Mr. Herman Lee of Dragon Force fame. And I... No offence to Lanfest. I'm just going to say the event maybe could have run a bit better because like Herman Lee turns up and he goes oh hi dad what we're we doing goes, um, I don't know he's what games are we playing I don't know and we go onto these computers they've set up for us and it's like what games are on it and there's like three games I've played none of the games on it none of the multiplayer games except for one which is Rocket League which we ended up playing and I was like oh what can we, can we download any games on here and yeah yeah sure um Oh, it's every game I'm trying to download, so it's going to take two and a half hours, and we go live in 25 minutes. And the guy's like, oh, I guess you stuck playing Rocket League then. And I said to Herman, have you ever played Rocket League? No. <laughs> have you? No. And oh, it's going to be fun then, isn't it? Herman was playing Rocket League on mouse and keyboard. <laughs> what a fucking dog. Like, I don't even, I can't even fathom how it works on mouse and keyboard. Well, I was talking to him, like, and I found some out, because I'm a huge ass fan of Dragon Force, I love that band. And he, I was talking to him, like, oh, it's like, so you stream then, Herman? Like, what, um, you're not working on a new album? No, that's what I'm streaming. What? Went, no, we're recording a new album on live on stream because, like, a running joke amongst fans of the band and people don't like the band is, like, Studio Force. Mm-hmm. And they say all the songs are recorded, like, in the studio and then sped up. And I've seen them live a couple of times. I know it's not true. He said, that really annoys us in the band. So we went, you know what? Watch us play it live. You can see me. I'm ripping like 20 solos in an evening while my dog's in the background while also drinking beers. You can see it all done. Why have I not heard about this as a fan of your band and someone who is really interested in the next album? I can't wait for the next album. They're going on tour this year. It comes out later. And he went, because no one wants to cover it. I went, Really? Yeah, I've reached out to actual magazines saying, do you want to interview me about this process? Because as far as I'm aware, we are the first band to have ever done this. And as well, they're like crowdsourcing lyrics. Like they're going into like the chat and saying, okay, we need something that rhymes with this lyric. Like, And so they're crowdsourcing an album and recording it live. And it's a collaborative effort. And like people in the chat are like picking like which solo sounds best, what, what, where the like where choruses should come in, all that kind of stuff. And that's amazing. That's really interesting, and as a fan, I would love to know about that, and I would like to see that covered by like you know music press. You know, no one wants to do it because obviously, if you know you can just watch the album being recorded live, why would you read their um, uh, like magazine anymore? Yeah. Because you've got the direct access to the band right now. What information can they give you if we're live on stream answering questions like three nights a week? That's a shame. It sounds like such a cool idea. It is. It's really I, good to get attention to it. I fucking love Dragon Force and I don't know about this. Yeah. And it went, yeah, if I'd seen it in the news, I would have, of course I'd have clicked it and watched. And I'm going to watch these streams from now on. Yeah, I had, uh, I had a message from a friend like the day after I got back saying, um, what's this about you playing Rocket League with Herman Lee? I thought he was meant to be recording an album. Yeah. So I'm assuming this is someone who was aware of the streams and obviously didn't catch yeah. that one. But was uh, I didn't mention it to many people that this is what was happening. And it's just really weird. But I was like super, super bummed out. So I wanted to, I talked to him for a bit, 
And I was like, oh, I feel really bad now because I am a fan of your music and you and your band, but I'm, I feel really awkward that I don't know that you've been doing this for like two months because it's fine. No one knows. Mm. That's why we try to get the word out because obviously we want people to know and you can see us the process live so we can like quell all those rumours about us speeding stuff up in like post-production. I think you have an article on Herman, don't you? Yes. Which is a fact you confirmed. Yeah, I, because I've got an article about Herman about that he... Uh, Runs all of his guitar solos, not past the band, not past like studios or his like agent. He runs them all past his dog, and he says, "When I'm recording a solo, I'll play it to my dog, and if it makes a cute face, that solo goes in. <laughs> if it doesn't, the dog's it's not going in." And I got another thing confirmed by Herman as well, which is the music videos for a lot of their songs. Cause their songs are all about seven, eight minutes long, mm. are always five minutes long. I'm like, is that your doing? Is that studio interference, or is that just someone telling you you can't have a song this long on the radio? You know, it's um, it's the combination of all three. It's like, we can't have a seven-minute-long song. You're never going to get that on the radio. So we've got to shorten it down to five minutes. And also, a seven-minute music video is very expensive. But, because we don't want someone butchering our songs, what we're going to... What we d- decided is, as a band, if it's going to get butchered and cut up, we might as well do it. And that's why I'm always seen Through the Fire and the Flames, the best part of that song is cut out in the music video. And in Guitar Hero Live, which was supposed to be the return to form for the Guitar Hero franchise, where they brought back all the fan favourite songs, instead of getting like the original studio masters that they'd done for all the previous like Guitar Hero games by the first one, which was all covers, yeah. what they did is they just got the music video versions. So for Through the Fire and the Flames, one of the most famous songs from that series, I think that series put Dragon Force on the map, People are like, what the fuck is this crazy seven-minute-long song with a three-minute-long guitar solo? This is amazing. And they cut out the grinding scales. So there's a full two minutes of the guitar solo missing in the Guitar Hero Live version because they just put it along to the music video. They must have known that fans wouldn't like that, though. Like, that was the song that yeah. people went to play because it's to the show they could play the game. Exactly, yeah. And I asked Herman about that as well. I went, we had nothing to do with that. We just got like a, an email and we got to sign off on it. And I was really upset. And it's a shame as well, because obviously that was the best song in the series. And for me, that's when Guitar Hero died. Mm. So have you played Guitar Hero Live? Uh, no, I watched a video of the trailer and was like, I don't like the look. Do you know how it works? Um, it, I, don't they have videos of the crowd? Yeah. And but, they yell at you if you do badly? But do you know how you pick a song? No. You have a preset list of a rotating... Uh, sorry, you don't have preset, you have like a rotating list of songs that you pick from. It's so joining Guitar Hero 2, 3, 4, 1, all the other ones... You go, what songs do I want to play? And they go in order of difficulty. Yeah. And right at the bottom, like, obviously you, go, you scroll straight to the bottom and pick the face melters. It's like, you know, I don't want to play Franz Ferdinand. I want to play fucking Dragon Force. I want to play some like, you know, Cliffs of Dover, man. In this, what they do is they have a list of like six or seven songs for that day that you're allowed to play. And if you want to play a song that's not on that list, you have to spend Guitar Hero tokens, which you can buy online for real money or earn through regular gameplay. And obviously my mate had a few of these on it. And I went, okay, I want to go play Dragon Force through the Fire and the Flames. I went, okay, how do I get to that? Well, first you've got to do the practice. Went, That's fair enough. It's a new game. People might not be familiar with it. I've done the practice. Now what do I do? Well, now you go scroll through the menu of songs you want to pick. Dragon Force is not on there. Oh, now you need to go into another menu. Okay, Dragon Force is here. Oh, it's not available today. What do you mean it's not available today? You own the game. Because, oh, you've got to pay for it. What do you mean you've got to pay for it? You bought the game, right? Said, yeah, yeah. He says, oh, you've got to have a token. Where are the tokens? Oh, they're in... Oh, for fuck's sake, give me a token. Okay, I'll play the song. Awesome, great. Um, what difficulty do you want it on? Well, you can't fail in this mode. Oh. 
So it doesn't matter what difficulty I pick, I can't fail. No, not really, not in this mode. Okay, I'll, I guess I'll play it on medium. Awesome, playing along. What's the music video in the background? I went, the music video is shorter than the real song. Went, is it? I went, yeah. And I looked it, and I brought the song up on my phone, and I played back that bit, I went, this bit's not in this song, this is the best bit of the entire fucking song. Oh, and then what I did is I put the controller down before the song had even finished, which I've never fucking done while playing through the fire and the flames. I just went to my mate and went, let's play with something else. This game sucks ass and we never played it again. And he spent like 300 quid getting all the stuff for it. I can't believe, like, that idea of only having a limited number of songs and not allowing you to a play A limited number ones. of plays. Pl- plays? Yeah, you can play certain songs a certain amount of time before you've got to like, pick other ones. Because the idea is to encourage you to play all the different ones. But that's not what people want to do. No, they want to go on and play the song they want to play. Exactly! What the fuck are and they also, doing? Do you know what it means? Well, it means you can't practice. Because you can't play the song over and over again to get used to certain solos. Because that was like practice mode in Guitar Hero 3. Yeah. It's how you learn to play the difficult solos. Their entire like fame, a lot of it, came from live shows of people performing the songs. Yeah. And in order to do that, they had to practice at those of course, songs. But you can't. You can play it three times. Then you've got to play, like, you got to play some Katy Perry. <laughs> and the worst bit was as well, I don't know which company it is that owned it, but... I know that like the guitar people who made the original Guitar Hero, like they broke off and they went and they rock band. I think this is how it works. And then someone else bought the Guitar Hero name. And when they brought back Guitar Hero Live, they advertised it saying the original Guitar Hero game. It's like, no, it fucking isn't. Rock Band is. Because Rock Band is still going. They're yeah. still releasing songs today. Like They're not all great. They're not all winners. They're not all songs that I want to play. But they're still fucking going. Guitar Hero Live is dead as fuck. So fuck that game. Like, I used to love the Guitar Hero games. They were so good. Herman doesn't know, does he? No, no, he doesn't know. No. Because we originally were supposed to play Guitar Hero with him, <laughs> but they couldn't figure out a way to get it onto stream. And as well, apparently he's went, I'm not playing that on stream. Because he can't play his own songs. <laughs> so, so I was a bit disappointed about that. So we just played Rocket League for about four and a half hours. Yeah. I will give credit to the... I had a word with... I had a chat with some of the... Uh, the tech guys. Yes. The people running it. Give them credit where credit's due. They were told they were only allowed to move equipment in at like 10 in the morning and yeah. had to have it out of there by like 10 at night, 7 at night or something. And they got it all done. Yeah, they got everything set up and the fact that the games, like, because uh, I think you were meant to have installed them early on. Like, yeah. I got all mine installed before the streams. But like, we, I didn't know anyone. You didn't know what you wanted to play because you arrived one time. half an hour before. Yeah. Um, so, like, I, mean, you, I don't know, like, I guess. Oh, yeah, it was, it was like, the event was it's just lack of planning because they didn't have any time well, they were invited to it like less than a month before yeah and they well. had a day set up because I think that's why they got you <laughs> yeah because they knew I'd be cheap and I'd turn yeah. up but my original plan though is I wanted to play Resident Evil 5 with Herman mm. I'm really really good at Resident Evil people don't know I'm, I'm an absolute fucking boss at Mercenaries mode and I wanted to play Mercenaries mode with him and protect him <laughs> I wanted like Herman to play as like Rebecca Chambers and I'd play as big beefy Chris and just protect him with like the arms of justice, just punching zombies in his honour. But no, we just play Rocket League. I think if they invite you back next year, make sure you request that before. I want to say Resident Evil 5. Yeah, because then they can get that installed ready. People are going to witness the whooping. <laughs> uh, people are going to witness some absolute domination if I play well, that What game. you should do is you should request a celebrity who's known for being like super tough and buff. Yeah. Like, like The Rock. So that you have to protect The Rock. <laughs> protect The Rock. Run The Rock, I'll protect you with my big beefy man arms. But no, that, before we did that though, we had to explore, we explored the theatre again because we found the out there was a huge loft upstairs and I took what I described about as the power shot. Because there is, a, is imagine, if you will, a, a giant open loft with like a 40 foot by 20 foot window at the end of it. 
And I just stood in front of that with my arms behind my back and my shoulders like all puffed out, staring out the window. And Brad's got a photo of me looking out of it. It's like, yeah, here's the power shot. The I own a basketball team and I'm looking out on them train shot. My intention was to replace what was outside of the window with something of your choice. You could put it as a wallpaper. <laughs> just Doge. <laughs> just staring at Doge in the distance. Yeah, that Doge moon picture. <laughs> or over like a landscape but everything's made of Doge. Of course, you can't be it. Or Snoop Doge. Did you request a Doge on the street? Yes. Did you get one? I think I did, yeah. yeah. Because that's what we ended up doing because like, the tech setup was taking so long. I just quietly turned on the stream while they were setting it up and just did the tech support stream. <laughs> so the first half an hour of the stream is just some beady tech support guy helping me. His eyes go, yeah, it's cool, that, mate. It's cool, that, innit? Go in. Like, like mugging for the camera going, look at this guy. Yeah, eh? I was sat directly behind you on the stream and was reading the comments of where's Brad, the people who clearly come on because you said you might get to see Brad. <laughs> and then Jason <laughs> leaned over your shoulder and went, oh, by the way, I'm Brad and yeah, walked off. With a full American accent and a beard the size of a bloody Buick. But I appeared on it eventually when you had to turn around and go, Brad, come help me fix this. Yeah, you, were doing, you were helping Herman. <laughs> he goes to the point I was like, Brad, help Herman. He's doing really, he can't set up a private game of Rocket League. It's really bad. It was so, like, I, I'm not 100% sure what was happening though because he was doing it right it just people couldn't seem to join but then when they did join there were like 50 people joined instantly yeah, we and tried, you guys couldn't play we tried to set up like a private game where I we played managers and I just drove around crashing into Herman to be a dick because I can Yeah, if, if anyone wants to watch this I believe Langfest I think have a copy of it yeah. but Herman definitely does if you go to Herman's stream and go click on his videos I, it's not hard to find because every one of his thumbnails is him in his room with a guitar apart from one which is a Rocket League screen <laughs> I'm just in the background <laughs> you can see me in the background just going Yee. but there's people people have clipped bits of you and most of them are you trying to blow up Herman <laughs> which, which I thought was brilliant like this you got I'm going to crash into Herman I'm going to get Herman well the best bit is though that more people like, people going into his stream just like <laughs> chatting shit about me I went on a, I went on for the start of his next stream because I was curious if he'd talk about it but yeah. I also wanted to see if any of the comments would be like where's that dickhead you were playing with <laughs> Just to see if, like, because <laughs> I didn't know what was going on, on his side, whether or not people were, like, approving. I think they were, yeah, because yeah. obviously they were seeing him. And he was just, I think he was just there, obviously, he got invited at the last minute, like we did. Yeah. He turned up to be a dude. And it was really funny, though, because obviously the concert was happening across the road, and they asked him if he wanted to be in it, and he said no. <laughs> so, it's, like, it's my day off, I want to yeah. play a game for charity. Yeah. They asked him if he was like, oh, do you want to be, we need another guitarist. Don't you play guitar? A little bit, yeah. Like understatement of a century. Do you want to play? No, I'm fine. So, in on that vein, let's move across to the... Unless you want to talk about the other rooms, the other creepy rooms we went into. Oh, no, no. The, no. Weird, the weird... The exploded butthole room. Let's not talk about <laughs> oh, that God, one. that one. Um, so, let's move on to the actual concert then. So oh, yeah. We, we finished streaming. Yeah. And uh, they let you, let... you you got to keep the controller, didn't you? They, no, they told us we could and I forgot to pick it up. All right, yeah. See, they told me I could, but someone else had taken mine to play Fortnite. Yeah, they gave me like a really nice white Xbox controller to play with. And then someone else borrowed it and I was like... And at the end of the season, you can keep that if you want as a thank you. I'm like, I do need a new Xbox controller. And that guy has it. But I'd feel really rude just going up and taking it and walking out of the event. So I just went over oh, just stole like two cans of Monster and went, that'll do. That's my payment for the evening. <laughs> oh, we got the mouse mats though, didn't we? Yeah, we got, see I'm, you're using yours. My Lamfest mouse mat. Hell see, yeah. I've got one that covers the desk, so I don't, I can't use mine at the moment. Oh, you got the, it'll blow my box. You got the one with tits on it, haven't you? No, it's mine. Mine's got a you galaxy got, on you it. You got those little like, anime girls and the boobs <laughs> as, the, as the wrist rest. Maybe, maybe eventually I'll the, get one of those. The best ones. one is the Zarya one. The Zarya it's her, one. It's her flexing and it's like her biceps with <laughs> the bumps. It's well good. It's awesome. 
so yeah, we um, after that we were told. Well, we were given passes, and on the passes, passes were written the word artist. artist yeah, and we were told that we this will get us into everywhere. Yeah, you can basically go across the street, walk straight past everything. You can get in. And I now regret that when we walked in, we said, oh, um, where do we go? And I went, have you got a pass? I went, yeah, I'm, I'm an artist. Oh, an artist pass. Do you want to go down the orange carpet? And I was like, no, because they'll take photos of me and they'll put on like Getty images and no one will know who I am. I don't want to do it. I just want to go in and get a beer. And we went in because we were told like this is an event for rock stars. You get, there's a green room with all free shit in it. So I went downstairs and the first thing I asked the security guard is, where's all the beer? And he took us downstairs to the green room and he walked us over to a table full of bottles of water and I went, oh. You could, you could see the like, the abject disappointment in my eyes, couldn't you? He, he shrunk like three inches. And I was like, oh. oh. And the bouncer went, oh, don't worry, guys. Um, I'll, I'll go look for more beer for you. He's not looking for more beer. He just, wants to, he just don't want to talk to us anymore. <laughs> These prima donnas who just want their beer. And we surmised later that what happened was all the rock stars who turned up for rehearsals took all of the beer and put it in their changing rooms, which we weren't allowed in. Yeah. We we, we found, I think you found like six beers. Yeah, I found a, a cooler with six beers in it and hid it. And later in the evening, when because apparently the entire venue ran out of beer, which I have never heard happening ever. Yeah, we went to buy one. They were like, we're out of beer and we're out of whiskey. <laughs> and like, I was like, what? It's like, those are the two things that rock stars drink. I was drinking Fireball. It's so bad. So... I hid the beer and later in the night, people were like, where did you get that beer? I went, secret. I went, is that the last one? Yeah, this is the last beer. And then like 10 minutes later, I was holding a second beer. <laughs> where do you keep getting these beers? The thing as well, one person found your stash of beer yeah. and then didn't want it, so, so you ended up with another me. beer. But there was like this super cool looking guy. The thing is, I didn't know anyone's name. No. I didn't recognise fucking anybody. I, you could tell they were probably the rock stars. Because they when were... we saw some of the show, we recognised them. Yeah, they're all wearing like bandanas and stuff like that. Yeah, and, and like... we, there was, because the headliner was Marky Ramone. Yeah. And we didn't know who he was until afterwards when we looked at a picture of him. We were like, oh, I remember that guy. Yeah, I remember. He was walking around. You don't forget a mullet like that. Yeah. You don't forget like Air Cut 100 walking through. But a lot of them were uh, tribute acts to people we'd lost this year. They were They were basically, I think they were... Rock stars who have formed together to create groups to remember yes. it as a memorial for these people. So a lot of them are like session musicians. Like one of the ones I talked to said I've been in like like five bands over the last like twenty years, mm. and he was always like a guitarist. So he's one of those people like you wouldn't recognize him in the street, but if he showed you one of his albums or you listened to it, you'd know who he was. And I think that's what the majority of the people there was. Bar the biggest celebrity of the evening we saw, fucking SpongeBob. Oh man, I couldn't like because. What happened was there there was there was a guy in an incredibly amazingly flamboyant pink shirt. Yes. And Carl was looking over at him like and he said to us, Who who's that guy? I recognise his face. Yeah. And the conversation went on for another couple of minutes while like he Carl just kept glancing over at what we were talking about. And then he stopped and went, Oh my god. It's SpongeBob What <laughs> it's Tom fucking Kenny and I pulled up on my phone. Look, it's Tom Kenny. And then what they, what he did is it got confirmed immediately because he was on the phone talking to SpongeBob to someone's daughter. <laughs> it's like, what is SpongeBob? I want a picture with him. Yeah, but the, he was he was engaged in conversation. Like, I think everybody wanted to talk to him. Of course like, he's he SpongeBob. Was, he was definitely the most famous person there. Yeah, he was. Yeah, um, we wanted like we wanted to get a picture with him, but he was always busy. But we had to grab him as he was walking out because we were already weren't going to get him. Yeah, I was like, if he leaves yeah. and I don't get a picture, I'm, I will be. This this trip's done. I'm going out. And I'll say, like, you get you hear all these stories about people not wanting to like take pictures and stuff. He was the nicest guy. Oh yeah, ever. he must get it all the time. And he must get it all the time. But like he was so he was so nice. He had a laugh with you. He was talking yeah. about how he had a sunburn on his forehead. Yeah, yeah. You were like, oh, I matched the shirt. And you're like, ah. <laughs> it, it was it was great. Like, 
Bill Burr was there as well. I always yeah. take a picture with him, but apparently he turned up for 10 minutes and then left. It's like, you go, Bill Burr, you, li- you live that dream. But there was one other celebrity. There was. The, the legend, the, <laughs> the enigma, the mystery known as Andy Dick, who I was familiar with purely for his reputation as an asshole. Mm. And I saw him and I mentioned, but oh, Andy Dick's down there. But it was Andy Dick. And I went, you'll know who he is when you meet him. I'm never going to forget him. Yeah, and as we were walking around, every person we talked to, said, yeah, like, whenever we met someone, met with someone, they say, oh, I'd run into Andy Dick. And he just like basically tried to like pull me to one side or like um, like take my wallet or something like that. And then we were watching the show. And there was like a comedian on stage, and Andy Dick just walked past the stage and waved at them. And went, "Oh, there he is! He, get, he got that last name for a reason." And he's like, "Ah ha ha!" And he was the strangest man I have ever met because we were there with a couple of people. Like there was a few girls in the group, and every single one of them at one point during the evening was sexually harassed by Andy Dick. Didn't he hit on some of the guys as well? Oh yeah, he was hitting on everybody. And then later in the evening we were like, oh man, this is... I feel kind of bad. So we like, like, we tried to form like a barrier between Andy Dick and the women. And what he did is he pulled out his ass and then manoeuvred towards <laughs> us with his ass out, just making weird noises because he was coked off his tits. And then he disappeared for like an hour. And then an hour later he walked out of a random bloody room like a dressing room and just went and motioned towards me and I looked over to the side and he went no you so I went fuck it what? this is a story let's go in so me and another guy from the event went in and he just started just ranting about where he couldn't get any cocaine from and he asked me if we're getting cocaine I'm sorry Andy I'm from the UK I can't like I can't get you any drugs and he's like oh your accent's shit went, thanks mate <laughs> and then I went I'm just in a changing room I looked around or a dressing room I looked around I went you know what, I'm just going to take some stuff from in here because they'll just blame it on him. And I looked and went, oh, there's a drumstick there. Um, who was in here before? Alice in Chains. Well, that's Alice. I'm having that bastard. And I was like, oh, I need a pen. Damn it. Oh, I wish I could get Andy to sign this. Oh, no, I got a photo with him. Do you want to have to take a photo? And there's a photo, there's like 10 photos of him yelling at me while I'm just there with your big goofy thumbs up. It's like, like a slideshow of him like saying things and you sat there smiling. Yeah. <laughs> and it was because... Like, he just, he dropped his wallet on the floor, and I picked it up, and I went, I could steal Andy Dick's wallet, and was like, but, that'd be a dick move, but he has been an asshole, and in my head, there was like, that moment of like, a choice, where I could take his wallet and just leave it somewhere, so like, fuck him, he's been an asshole to all the people who know, but at the same time, then he won't be able to get home, and he won't leave, so I gave him it back, and then he pulled out all of his money, which was about $500, and said, can you get me some cocaine? Like, I've already told you, I can't get you any cocaine. <laughs> and then a random rock star walked in, like, what's going on in here? Went, oh, Andy Dick um, wants some cocaine. Went, oh, Andy, you want some cocaine? I'll ask around and get you some. And like, what? what? What is life? Oh, from, from, from my perspective here, so um, I was outside talking to Iri, who came with us. Yes. And... Um, Carl obviously was ushered in, and then he, I saw him through the door a little bit having a chat, and I could see like you, you were you looked a little bit uneasy, but you were all right. Like, oh, yeah. you were, and then someone else walked in, and the door went. <laughs> they basically closed their own slow motion. I was watching through the gap. Your face just disappeared, <laughs> and then me and Eri were like, "What do you reckon's going on in there? What do you reckon they're doing to him? Like, what's good? He's going to come out with like a, a face looking like he's been um, violated, be, yeah, scarred. He'll be scarred for life." No, it was just one of those things. Uh, just really funny. And then when I got talking to other people at the event and I mentioned that had happened oh that's Andy alright 
Mm-hmm. So everyone here has got a story about him. Like the, every couple of weeks, like he'll just get into someone's car. Yeah. Everyone said, everyone just said that's Andy. Yeah. That, that's Andy for you. It's like great. <laughs> I just looked into his eyes and saw my future and went, no, I can't do this. This is what's going to happen. I'm going to become a drunken, horrific mess. But no, I can't. <laughs> that was uh, basically the entire evening. We just went back for drinks at someone else's apartment, didn't we? And then just play Smash Bros. On the tiny little... Well, I, I played I played pool. Yeah. Or billiards, I don't know. The one. tiny little Switch controller that doesn't really work very well. And I didn't get any dunks in and I was extremely disappointed. Then the next day, basically, we just... Oh, you know, we did some the next day. We, oh, we did, yeah. We were planning just to recover. And then our friend Eerie is like, Oh, I've got a Mustang, a convertible. Um, do you want a lift anywhere? And I went, McDonald's. Take us to McDonald's. And McDonald's was serving breakfast. And I went, fuck McDonald's. I don't want breakfast. Text Popeyes. Yeah. So we got Popeyes chicken. Then went to Little Tokyo and went to all the nerd shops. And we just look. And I was there going, I would spend so much money if I had more than carry on. Because I saw all these like Dragon Ball figurines and stuff. I'm like, oh man, I so want to get all of this. I didn't even know what half the characters were from. I just wanted the models. Yeah, I wanted to get like I saw a really cool mug with trunks on it. I went, oh there he is. There's the ledge. The legend that is trunks. So we we were quite good and we didn't buy any of the nerd shit. But it was really nice. Yeah. After we looked, then we just got a flight back, which was horrendous. Because it was like a 16-hour straight flight through. And it was not fun. Oh, yeah. I was I was sat next to a guy who basically was like four or five inches on my side. <laughs> and in order to not be like touched by him, I had to move over a little bit towards Carl's side. To avoid his four inches. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which meant that you were... Did you say you had your arm over? Cause, yeah. Yeah, because there wasn't enough space. But this, like... The thing about this guy that made me not want to, like... Because I would have just sort of, like, pushed my weight and got the space. Yeah. He started, when he started rubbing his leg on mine... <laughs> I don't know if it was intentional. Asserting dominance. Yeah, I, I think he was doing it to get me to move. So he was like, this is my space. So I just didn't want to, like... I was just sat like that. And then I kept on trying to rearrange my legs. But they, they had that fucking little post in the middle. Yeah. So you couldn't put your legs in a decent way without moving them back and forth. So I just, it was so uncomfortable. And I had the guy in front of me who when I was trying to eat, trying to eat my lunch. <laughs> did the dick move. I'm going to recline my seat as you're eating. So like, okay, now I can't see my food. And I can't see the screen on the back of the headrest. You absolute bell end. But I was so uncomfortable at the start that I said to you, I'm going to move to the seat behind. Um, and then the guy lied yeah, down. And then the guy who was on the seats lay down across all of them. So I couldn't do that. So, yeah, we were... You didn't get any sleep, no, did you? I, I was awake for... I think for, I got an hour. I was awake for 24 hours straight. And then on the way there, I was awake for 38 hours straight. Because I did an all-nighter before the flight. <laughs> like an so, absolute moron. So in four days, I had like 17 hours sleep. And I felt like absolute shit. And I'm just coming off the tail end of it now. I've are, just, you st- are you still... I've just recovered. Yeah, I got up at 10 this morning. And I'm feeling all right. But, oh my God, that was a... It was a crazy weekend. A fun weekend. We raised a lot of money for charity, but never fucking again. <laughs> Next time, it's like, I'm not going for two days. Yeah. This, it's, this is too much travelling for two days. It's got to be like a week. Yeah. It's got to be at least worth being there. It was, oh God. Like, I'm glad that we did it. I'm glad that I've got the stories. And I'm hoping that people have enjoyed some of the stories at least. But I, never again. I'll die. I, you know what? I, I, what? There were some points during that trip I'm like, I kind of wish I'd have sat on myself playing Devil May Cry 5. <laughs> it, it, I would really like to play some Devil May Cry 5 right now. Yeah, I bought those uh, those new, those cheaper shoes because they look nicer than yeah. the ones I had. And they were very uncomfortable. And I was stuck for the entire, like, the entire night at the Rock Place. I kept trying to sit down and look at the coolers because <laughs> my feet were hurting. Oh, oh, how much of a mistake, mate? Always breaking new shoes. Always breaking new shoes. But, oh, man. Well, usually at this point, it's when we do Q&A. 
and we should probably talk about what we're going to try and do. Because I'm going to message the guys, guys who are in charge of this podcast. I want to start streaming this live, but I'm not sure because they own all the audio. But I don't know if they if we're allowed to do something like that. So next week, potentially, we will be like streaming this live, and we'll answer questions live on stream. Which obviously, for people listening to the podcast. And um, will be some additional content for you guys there. Because I'm very wary of the fact we've only been recording for an hour and 16 minutes. And these podcasts yeah. are ordinarily like at least an hour and a half. So, Brad, we've got 15 minutes to kill. Mm-hmm. How are we going to kill 15 minutes? And if you say dog or false, I'll slap it. <laughs> I, will, I, I will end your life, good sir. I don't think you could survive 15 minutes of dog or false. No, I die one I mean, we could just revisit a couple of the topics from earlier about, like, fast foods or drinks. Fuck or... fast food, man. No. I've, I've done, I don't want to think d- about it. You want to talk about your new, like, lease on health, then? My new lease on health? Well, I've been going to the gym for, like, two years. Yes. Yeah. And there was a point where I was going... I think, do you know what it is? It's, I'm just not having enough protein. Hmm. Like, I am, like... I'm quite a tall gentleman. I'm, like, six, two, three... I don't know. Six, three, aren't you? Something like that. Hmm. And I'm, like, not very wide, but I was for a bit. And you can, if you watch the videos we do, you can see that I actually... The very first video, I'm like, that's before I start exercising at all. Then about a year in, I got like really, really like in shape. And then I slowly started shrinking as the tattoos started getting done because I had to stop going for like two, three weeks at a time. And when I stopped doing that, I stopped like having protein shake or like having any amount of supplements or anything like that. So I've slowly shrunk back down, which really annoying me because obviously it, now I've got to go back. But now I've got a tattoo, so I have to be very wary of the fact I can't bulk up again. So I'm basically going to be trying to just very slowly wean myself back up to the um, how I was before in a very steady manner, which means I can no longer drink or eat food. Well, that's bad for me, at least, because um, the amount of calories that I consume when I do that is just excessive. So I'm having like, some, I'm having, like 10, 15 pints in a night, and that is... It's like four and a half thousand calories. Like you can't exercise enough to keep that off. Yeah, we used to used to we used to have diet um, soda, but you would go through almost a full bottle of spirit. Yeah, which is like right on its own a thousand calories like that. It's crazy. Like, and I've thought to myself, I can't do it. I'm not a young man anymore. Like two years ago, obviously, I had the metabolism of coming off the age like twenty five, and people stop growing. Mm. So that's when your metabolism is at its peak. Just you think like you reach your physical prime, and I'm only going to get in worse shape my metabolism's only gonna get worse my ability to like you know um, bounce back from like really heavy weekends of drinking like eating shit food is only going to diminish yeah so i had a choice of i can either try and exercise more to counteract like all the shitty food and drink i'm having or just cut down on that food and drinks it's literally killing me and making my ability to like you know enjoy life just worse because i'm all i'm like i'm i get two day hangovers now mm. Like I get and like I look terrible in tight t-shirts and I used to look really good in them and it's really starting to piss me off especially all the comments on videos saying you're looking a bit fat there Carl it's like damn it no damn it damn it you kebabish wedges damn you to hell stop being so delicious fuck you so I've sat down and I made the shot I'm going to cut down and I'm going to really try my best I'm going to give it a big try to get back to like, you know, lean Carl. Lean Carl will return. You're working, you're working with the abs, aren't you? That, that's that's, all that's one, your yeah. intention. So I want to do that thing that they always do in Marvel movies, where the guy takes his shirt <laughs> off for the first time. Do you know when they just get like a schlubby actor, and then they have the scene where he takes his shirt off, he's got a six pack, I want that. I want a girl to meet me and be like, oh God, this, he's kind of cute, and he's a bit funny, but 
I guess I'll give him a chance. And I get back to the, like my house or whatever. I take my shoes like, BAM! <laughs> I'm going to stand in like the door frame, leaning against it like Captain America. Just like Vaseline yourself up so you glisten as you just, walk out. Hey there, girls. They were crisp and dry all the nips. And I was going to stop me. <laughs> so yeah, lean cow will return. You had drunk cow for a year. That, that ends now. Lean cow comes back. We, because obviously the drinking video, I think that's what did it. Because that started me casually drinking again. Yeah. And casually drinking is what fucked me up the last time. So I need to stop. Lean Carl is coming. And Lean Carl is best Carl. Do you know why? Why? Because he, he's, he's, he can run forever. Can't escape him. Lean Carl's coming. <laughs> I like calling myself Lean Carl. <laughs> sinister. No, just Lean Carl sounds like <laughs> such a dick move. Referring to myself in the third person. Holy balls. Oh man, I'm doing. I don't want to go to the gym now. I'm gonna to feel too self-conscious. I've talked about it for too long. I'm gonna look at because they have like the super awesome mirrors, and they have like the lights from above that shine down on you. It's like the, those mirrors hide nothing. Nothing can hide from mirrors in the gym. Like no shame can hide them. Um, I used to when I was going to the gym with you and I was doing weights in front of those mirrors. It used to be depressing just to watch my flabby body trying to lift these weights. It's like, so no, like, oh. you know, it's like I just look at myself. And I'm like, oh my god! Look at like my big flabby nips. Like like no light can escape it. It's like our eyes are drawn to this area. I must stop. I'm just waiting for the point where you just get like well known enough that people will just recognise you and you just have everyone staring at you and you'll be even more self conscious. Yeah, I've already said that. If people start recognising me at the gym, I'm going to stop fucking going. <laughs> you have to get your own private gym, will you? Oh, God. Can't imagine anything worse. I'm going to dedicate a room to exercise. See, I see what I do is you just, I could just like, just put a fake beard on. That's what you need to do. People will recognise you with a fake beard. I think you because... might notice the guy with the fake beard. Yeah. I think I look so shitty in it on a gym. So I just go in like my Pokemon trainer hat and stuff. Mm. like a right dickhead. No one wants to hang out with that guy. It's fine. But that's what I'll be doing immediately after this. Like, try my best. Try my best. I hope. I people still good. people still leave the comments saying I'm fine. It's going to piss me off. Yeah. But you know what? They'll do that, it intentionally. That helps. Yeah. Because it reminds me a lot of one of my favourite ever stories, which is uh, a guy who lost 16 stone because his mate texts him every day for a year calling him a fat fuck. Like, seriously. And he got so annoyed with these text messages that he went and lost all the weight. But I love that idea. That, that's true friendship. That's a bro move right there, isn't it? Just every day for six months, send him a text calling him a fat fuck. You, you just know that when he hit his ideal weight and they were both the same size, they'd be like sat together celebrating. He'd just turn it and go, he's still a fat fuck. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It's good. <laughs> that's what I want. I need that in my life. I just need, like... It's the, I think it's, um, I want to say an Amy Schumer joke, but she actually stole it, but she's the person I know who made the joke, and it's like, have someone around who follow, slaps food out your hand. It's like, he's another comedian she stole that from, because she like steals jokes all the time, but like that idea of someone who follows you around and slapping food out your hand. I think it was a Lee Evans joke, where he said you should have your hands strapped to elastic, so you have to exercise as you're eating. Yeah, or there's the, um, is it the Frankie Boyle Andy Parsons joke, where it's the you can, they should make biscuit aisles two foot wide. <laughs> yeah. so you want to get to the fat people can't get down there. Make the biscuit aisle two foot wide. So you can go down there, but only if you're skinny enough. Oh man, like, I'm going to be trying all this stuff, but no, because I don't want to say that because people think, oh, you want to like some crazy crash diet. I'm just going to get better through like, you know, just eating right well, and exercise. You, you actually, you do a decent amount of exercise anyway and you eat fairly well. It's yeah. just, it's the additional things like the alcohol and the occasional takeaway, which yeah. is what you wanted to 
sort of remove. Yeah. So the, it's like it's the variables. Yeah. And once that's gone, I imagine once you get to the size you want, it's like I can have the occasion. No, it's it's, it's saying that it's just the casual drinking. Yeah. It's the, all the drinking videos are basically what's done it because they're making it. So I'm drinking two, three days a week. And if we had like a second focus or something, you're drinking for four or five things per week. Yeah, that's me getting like that's what because I'm getting my little beer belly. I'm getting the, what they call it is the small wood belly. Yeah. Because every man in my family has it, and I'm determined to be the first one to book the trend. My brother has it. My other brother has it. My dad has it. My cousins have it. It's like my uncle has it. It's like no, I'm not getting the small wood belly. Fuck this. No, I will book like no. I will be the first. I will escape it. I will escape the small wood belly. Or die trying. <laughs> no one's going to stop me. But no, that's... Uh, thank you for joining us on our podcast. I hope everyone enjoyed the recounting of our wonderful trip to LA. Yeah, was, I don't think it was a particularly strong recounting, but... No, no, we tried. But we were drunk for half yeah. it. It's fine. <laughs> um, hopefully next week, this will be slightly longer, because... I don't know what we're talking about, because these are all improvised on the... We decide like, on the day what we're going to talk about, or if anything interesting happens to us. But we'll hopefully be streaming it next week, and there'll be like some Q&A at the end. And there'll be a bit more interactions from back and forth. So there'll be a third person on the podcast. And that third person could be you, our dear listener. <laughs> Thank you. And whatever music plays after this, I don't fucking know. Let's fade out to that. Yeah.